Support for What the F*** Happened to Breezy Blue comes from Me Envelopes. Print, fold, and glue your own envelopes right from the home printer. Save $100 when you use the promo code BREEZY. The first time I saw my stepbrother d**k off a horse. Whoa. Okay, uh, we can't say d**k off, Poppy. Ooh, sorry. So the first time I saw my stepbrother d**k a horse, it was way more traumatic for him than me. Like, I never saw a horse before. Though, I have to admit, that f***ing horse did have a gigantic f**k. Shock Comic Poppy is on fire with an Emmy-nominated Netflix special, a sold-out tour, and a popular line of t-shirts banned in middle schools across America. Some might raise an eyebrow at a woman telling salty stories, but don't tell Poppy she's breaking new ground. Oh, fuck no. Fuck no! My act doesn't even fucking exist if it wasn't for Breezy Blue. I- I'm sorry, Breezy who? Breezy Blue? Breezy fucking Blue? Oh, honey, you need to get a f***ing education. There once was a gal named Jill who swallowed an exploding pill. They found her vagina in South Carolina and her knockers turned up in Brazil. Until my interview with Poppy, I'd never heard of comedian Breezy Blue. How is that possible? From 1959 to 1964, Breezy sold out nightclubs across America. Billboard charts prove that she sold more records than anyone not named Elvis Presley. She was the Paula Revere of the fucking sexual revolution. So why have I never heard of her? And why haven't you? Did the history books forget? or simply decide to look the other way. Is this what happens to revolutionaries after the revolution? Come on, ladies, goose those gazangas! Don't be afraid to be who you are! Be who you are! Be who you are! For Midwest of the Americas Radio, I'm Liz Ziegler. Most listeners of this podcast network know me for my somber interviews with municipal authorities, political wonks, and aging academics. That's 13 years of me sitting at this desk, mainly listening. But now, I've been inspired to move out from behind the microphone to say something. Good job, Liz. That's Glenn. With two N's. The only producer at Midwest of the Americas Radio who believes I have what it takes to do real investigative journalism. I'm a producer now. Despite my introversion, seasonal allergies, and crippling fear of flying, I've convinced the powers that be that there's a story here that needs to be told. They said, okay, as long as I could do it in six episodes and finance my own travel. I want it in because I like stories about sex and celebrities and murder. Yes, those are some of the more commercial aspects. But here's what I really wanted to know. Why doesn't anyone remember a comedian who paved the way for women, like Poppy, like me, to say whatever outrageous thing is on our minds? Preach. What did we agree on? Don't say preach. It's time to shine a light into the shadows of the past. And it's all thanks to Poppy. 
for turning me on to a real motherfucker of a mystery. What the f happened to Breezy Blue? You're at a party in 1959, in a place some madman dubbed the suburbs. Young marrieds guzzle gimlets and gin rickies. Fancy toothpicks skewer cold cuts and pimento cheese. Finally, after the last child is tucked away in bed, Mr. and Mrs. Middle America open the hi-fi and reveal a rowdy record they keep locked in the liquor cabinet. Laughter has never been this naughty. When I was just a young girl, I was different from the rest. For I developed early. You could call me doubly blessed. Now some gals might try and hide them, just to fit in with the crowd. But that was never breezy style. Just shout it loud and proud. Make room for my bosoms. The headed your way. Pay propers to these whoppers that are ready to play. Will you look at my bazookas? I got yabas for days. Make room for my bazooms. They are here to sway. Breezy Blue's signature song, Make Room for My Bazooms was recorded live in March 1959 during a legendary appearance at the Castaway Hotel's Thunderbird Room. It's the kind of place you see in old postcards, with ruby red vinyl boots and cigarette smoke swirling in the spotlight. Locals say that back in the day, the Thunderbird Room was the swankiest spot in Fort Lauderdale. Fort Lauderdale? That's 88-year-old Saul Goldblatt. Saul was the owner-slash-head bartender in the room made famous by the body burlesque of Breezy Blue. Glenn had trouble interviewing Saul on the phone. He can't hear! So we used a substantial portion of my frequent flyer miles to travel to Florida to learn more about the legend. We find Saul Goldblatt in his favorite corner booth struggling to unwrap a margarine square. His balding head resembles a melon, the kind you pass over for one with fewer mushy spots. Who are you? Glenn Mazzara. Two ends. We talked on the phone. Did we? I asked you questions, and you screamed, What? A lot. We wanted to ask you about Breezy Blue. Who now? Breezy! Breezy Blue? You were her manager? Was I? Breezy Blue. Breezy Blue isn't here. We know. We want to find out where she went. Uh, Nobody cares about Breezy Blue. I, I told you that on the telephone. I do. And others would too if they only knew. Breezy Blue deserves to have her story told. You are obviously weird. But besides, I promised myself to keep Breezy Blue in the past where she belongs. I'll buy you breakfast. Western Scrambler? (laughs) Sure. With the first squeezed? I'll throw in the coffee cake. Ah, sit down, darling. With a belly full of eggs and peppers, it doesn't take long for Saul to warm to the subject of his not-so-famous friend. Breezy Blue was my bookkeeper. She what? 
She was a CPA? Uh, hardly. Terrible with numbers, but what a figure. Nothing, okay? Oh, she wasn't breezy back then, just plain old Norma Fishbine. A regular girl from the neighborhood. She showed up on time, didn't steal, always had the Rolaids. What's not to like? She wasn't a comic? Ah, she wasn't in anything. Just a sort of bookkeeper who could sort of play accordion. But according to Saul, that all changed one night in 1958. Well, business was slow, okay, and by slow I mean dead. Norma finishes counting the receipts, and that never took long. Sparks up at Harrington and starts in with her belly aching. It's like the Miami morgue in here, she says. So what are you going to do about it, Norma, I says. The next thing you know, she's on stage playing Lady of Spain like there's no tomorrow. She played an accordion when she counted receipts? She drank when she counted receipts. The accordion was mine, but she played a little. See, when Norma started drinking, she'd do things she wouldn't normally do. Like singing? Body singing. Three drinks and she's on stage rhyming about the fella from Nantucket. How did she know dirty songs? She made them up on the spot. Those lyrics, my, my ears get hot just thinking of them. Tatas and, and, and hooters and who knows what. And now people are whooping and hollering and ordering drinks like there's no tomorrow. Jackpot! This was pretty unusual for your club. This was unusual for a Tijuana bachelor party. Says, uh, one fellow was dead schnockered and asked Norma to show a little more of those gazungas she kept talking about. And she stops the accordion and says, How could a guy with such a big mouth be so small where it counts? <laughs> Good one. <laughs> Seems like a pretty lame put-down. In 1958, gals just didn't talk like that, you know? But Norma let him have it right where it hurts. You know, the, the private parts. Yeah, I got it. Pretty sure he's talking about the guy's penis. When? We'll be back to Saul in a moment. But first, a word from our friends at Me Envelopes. If you're like me, there's nothing worse than waiting in the long lines at the envelope store. So stop waiting. Now you can print, fold, and glue your own envelopes. It's like they took a fancy envelope superstore and put it right on your kitchen table. Now get a no-risk four-week trial just for trying Me Envelopes. Stop the driving and the waiting so you can focus on the things you love to do. Printing, folding, and gluing. You're in control. It's Envelopes Your Way at Me Envelopes. So, here's what you gotta understand about Breezy Blue. She was the first lady to get on the stage and talk about it. To be clear, by it, you mean... You know, doing it. Hurrying home to get it. The wife giving it to her husband or vice versa. Saving it for marriage. That's it. Everybody wanted it, but who talked about it? Breezy Blue, that's who. I've never really thought about 
it that way. Oh, she practically invented it. Rockabye boobies in my sheer top. When the wind blows, those knockers will rock. She wasn't so hot at writing originals, at, at least not at first. She would just change the lyrics, see? Uh, take good care of my baby became take good care of my boobies. <laughs> baby talk turned into booby talk. You must have been a beautiful baby became... You must have been a beautiful booby? Uh, but no four-letter words. Take gazongas. G-A-Z-O-N-G-A-S. That's eight letters. That's classy. So I set up an outfit, Classy Records with a K. And I hire some schmo to record Breezy's act. And you know why married women love Chinese food, don't you? Because wonton spelled backwards is not now. And just like that, Breezy's first record, Oh, that dirty broad became a million seller. She was bigger than Shelley Berman, bigger than Mort Saul. Bob Newhart wishes he sold as many records as Breezy Blue. More on Newhart later. But first, here's the good Reverend Screwloose, host of Wacky Wax, the classic comedy podcast. He agreed to meet in our studio, showing up in his trademark purple bowler hat. His handlebar mustache looks like it could stop a bullet. And he brings along an unsettling number of bicycle horns. Most record stores didn't carry your albums right out in the open. You had to whisper to the clerk, you know, like buying an issue of Titter Tales or Peep Show. Maybe some exotic brand of prophylactic condom. And sure enough, the guy would reach under the counter and make sure you got your late night contraband. Between 1960 and 1964, with no radio airplay, five more Breezy Blue Party records hit number one on the Billboard charts. Most people don't remember them. I mean, besides aficionados. But they're all comedy classics. Underpaid and oversexed. Booby Hatch. Honestly, men today. Breezy blows in and behind the button-down blouse of Breezy Blue. So I sell the cast away and get into the jukebox biz. Every time some schmuck plays a Breezy Blue record, I make a dime. Well, Breezy made eight and a half cents, and I got the rest for my trouble. He said Breezy made the dough? Hoo-hoo-hoo! Look, Saul Goldlet ran the record label, ran the jukebox record. Somehow, Saul's living in a palace in Boca Raton. Where do you think Breezy Blue was staying? The answer was a series of roadside motel rooms as she toured the supper clubs of Middle America. Was Breezy Blue a wealthy woman? Screwloose believes she didn't make much, but that was all set to change in the summer of 1965. It was the first recording she'd done without Sal, <laughs> and don't think he wasn't sore about it. I wasn't sore about it, but to be honest, I thought she was making a mistake. Breezy albums were usually live recordings, but she holed up at the Chateau Marmont for six months making this record. Each track had its own producer, the most far-out minds in the comedy business. Breezy, 
was determined to push blue humor into the 19 freaking 60s. This was the record that would win the sexual revolution all by its lonesome. Oh God, oh God. Only a few people have ever heard the album and each one of them swears it's a comedy miracle. The Sgt. Peppers of Party Records. Electric Breezy Land is the holy grail for comedy collectors. Though no one can confirm the existence of a single actual record. <laughs> if I had a copy of Electric Breezy Land, I'd be a very rich man. Electric f***ing Breezy Land? Genius. This mother played it for me in his loft one night. Or at least I'm pretty sure he did. We were f***ing wasted. <laughs> Classy Records never released it for the masses. I, I mean, it would have been in poor taste. Considering the way Breezy disappeared. Witnesses say the car was found overturned. The vulgar nightclub songs. No body found. No body found. No body. No body. On a foggy California night in 1965, police found Breezy Blue's Candy Apple Red Buick Riviera. It was overturned on a rocky hillside. I mourned her for years. I, I lost two ladies that night, Breezy Blue and Norma Fishbein. Saul, I'm so sorry. It was terrible. I had to find a new bookkeeper. Well, the file is pretty clear. There was a car accident. She died. What can I tell you? Glenn called Orange County Police Public Information Officer Trace Winter for more background on the case. When Glenn couldn't get a straight answer over the phone... Turns out, I'm not very good on the phone. I called myself and set some people straight. Fourteen calls later, we got some action. Sometimes, you have to remind police officers that they work for us. I can't tell you, seeing as I wasn't born when this happened. You've seen the files. I have your faxes. You know how hard it is to find a fax machine these days? Not our problem, ma'am. The report calls it an accident, but no one ever found a body. Was there any dog hair on the seats? Empty liquor bottles. Was not there, ma'am. You don't find the lack of details suspicious? Not especially. What about her enemies? Sorry, but... Why would a comic have enemies? It turns out, she had plenty. Here's the good reverend Screwloose. Breezy Blue got herself mixed up in some serious wackadoodle. Jealous wives, mobsters, religious types, and of course, Bob Newhart hated her with the fire of a thousand suns. Have you heard of Occam's Razor, Miss Ziegler? I think that's a podcast sponsor. You get free shipping and shave butter. The simplest explanation is usually the right one. Your point, officer? There was a car accident. She died. It does not get much simpler than that. You want simple? How's this? The disappearance of Breezy Blue was a cover-up. Ms. Ziegler, we have 21st century crimes to solve. Uh, even if there was a cover-up, I would... So you're saying it's a possibility. I'm not saying that. Wh whatever the opposite of saying that is what I'm saying. Maybe some more evidence would convince you. You know I'm the public information officer, not a detective, right? 
I know when I'm getting the runaround. I'm going to go now. Good luck with your radio program. It's a f***ing podcast! I thought that went well. You've seen pictures of your grandparents. Fading Polaroids from weddings, birthday parties. The photos give you a sense of who they were. But at the same time, they tell you nothing at all. What were Grandma and Grandpa like when they weren't smiling for the camera? Were they honest? Manipulative? Hardworking? Sexual? Breezy Blue left behind more than most. Six record albums in her own voice, revealing a woman who was bawdy, outrageous, revolutionary. But there are questions the records don't answer. What exactly are gazangas? I mean, are they breasts or buttocks or a basketball team? If a woman can sell out nightclubs, move millions of records, set off an entire revolution, and no one remembers her, what chance do any of us have to matter? Are we all doomed to be forgotten? The author Anne Rice said, I want to be read, I want to be valued. That is perhaps the only shot at immortality a human being can have. Maybe I'm projecting here, but I think that's what Breezy Blue wanted. What we all want, a shot at immortality. So someone has to set the record straight and answer the question once and for all, what the fuck happened to Breezy Blue? What the Fuck Happened to Breezy Blue is produced by Glenn Mazzara and me, Liz Ziegler. Good job, Liz. Although we asked, Ira Glass had nothing to do with this production. Support for What the Fuck Happened to Breezy Blue comes from Me Envelopes, putting the DIY in RSVP since 2014. Me Envelopes. If you want a better envelope, fold it yourself. What the Fuck Happened to Breezy Blue is a production of Midwest of the Americas Radio. If you liked this episode of What the F*** Happened to Breezy Blue, please share it with a friend. If you haven't already, please subscribe and review. It really makes a difference.